Chapter 28 Sparrows drawn to Shirdi, Lakshmichan, Buranpur, Lady and Megha. Sai is not infinite preliminary. Sai is not finite or limited. He dwells in all beings, from ants and insects to the god Brahma. He pervades all. Sai was well versed in the knowledge of the Vedas, as well as the science of self-realization. As he was a proficient in, in both of these, he was well fitted to be the Sadguru. Anyone, though learned, but not able to awaken the disciples and establish them in self-realization, does not deserve to be called a Sadguru. Generally, the worldly parents give birth to the body, but death invariably, invariably follows life. But Sadhguru does away with both life and death, and so he is more kind and merciful than anybody. Sai Baba often said that, Let his man, devotee, be at any distance, a thousand course away from him. He will be drawn to Shirdi like the sparrow, with a thread tied to his feet. This chapter describes the stories of three such sparrows. 1. Lala Lakshmi Chan This gentleman was first serving in the Sri Venkateshwara Press in Mumbai, then in the railway department, and afterwards the firm of Messrs. Raleigh Brothers & Co., as a clerk. He got the contact of Baba in 1910. One or two months before Christmas he saw in his dream in Santa Cruz in suburb of Mumbai an old man with a beard standing and surrounding by, surrounded by his bhaktas. A few days later he went to the house of his friend Mr. Dattatraya Man, Manjunath Biju uh, to hear the kirtan by Das Ganu. It was and is always the practice of Das Ganu to keep Baba's picture in front of the audience while doing the kirtan. Lakshmi-chan was uh, surprised to see that the features of the old man he saw in his dream tallied exactly with those in the picture, and thus he came to the conclusion that the old man he saw in his dream was Baba himself. The sight, the sight of this picture, Daskanu's Kirtan, and the life of Saint Tukaram on which Daskanu discoursed, all these things made a deep impression on his mind, and he decided to go to Shirdi. It is always in the experience of, of the bhaktas that God always helps them in their search for Sadguru and other spiritual endeavours. That very night, a friend named Shankara, Shankara Rao knocked on his door and asked him whether he would accompany him to Shirdi. His joy knew no bounds and he at once decided to go to Shirdi. He borrowed 15 rupees from his cousin and after making due preparations left for Shirdi. In the train, he and the friend Shankara Rao did some bhajan, sang religious songs and inquired about Sai Baba with some fellow passengers four Mohammedans who were returning to their place near Shirdi. They all, they all told them that Saibab was a great saint living in Shirdi for many years. When they reached Kapagon, he wanted to buy some uh, he wanted to buy some good guavas for offering to Baba, but he was so much enwrapped with the scenery and sights that he forgot to purchase them. When they were heading when they were nearing Shirdi there was he was reminded of the guavas. Just then he saw an old woman with a guava basket on her head. Uh, running after the Tonga. The Tonga was stopped and he gladly purchased some fruits when the woman said, take all the rest and offer them on my behalf to Baba. The facts. 1. That he had intended to purchase guavas but had forgotten to do so, the old woman's encounter and her devotion to Baba, all these were a pleasant surprise to both the friends and Lakshmi Achan thought that in his mind that the old woman might be some relation of the old man he saw in his dream. Then he drove on and came near to Shirdi came near Shirdi and on seeing flags in the masjid, on the masjids, they saluted them. With puja materials in hand, they went to the masjid and worshipped Baba with due formality. Lakshmi, Lakshmi Chan was much moved and was extremely happy to see Baba. He was enwrapped with Baba's feet as a bee is with a sweet-smelling lotus. Then Baba spoke as follows. Cunning fellow, 
He does budge in on the way and inquires from others. Why ask? Everything we should see with our own eyes. Where is the necessity to question others? Just think for yourself whether your dream is true or not. Where was the necessity of the darshan by taking a loan from the Marawari? Is, is, is the heart's desire now satisfied? Hearing these words, Lakshmi Chan was wonderstruck at Baba's omniscience. He was at a loss to know how Baba came to know about all the things that had happened en route from his house to Shirdi. The chief thing to note in this respect is that Baba never liked people to borrow or take a loan for his darshan or celebrating any holiday or making any pilgrimage. Sanza. At noon when Lakshmi Chan was sitting for meals, he got some sanza, wheat pudding, from a devotee as prasad. He was pleased to have it. Next day also he expected it but got nothing. So he was anxious to get it again. Then on the third day at noon, Arati time, Baba Sahibjog asked Baba what Navidya he should bring. Baba told him to bring Sansa. Then the Bhaktas brought two big potfuls of Sansa. Lakshmi Chan was very hungry and there was some pain in his back. Then Baba said to him, It is good you are hungry. Take uh, Sansa and some medicine for the pain in your back. He, he was again wonderstruck to see that Baba again read his mind and spoke out what was passing therein. How, how omniscient he was was he. Evil Eye. During the, this visit, he, Lakshmi Chan, also witnessed one night the procession to the charity. Chavadi. Baba then suffered much from a cough. He thought that the, suf the suffering of Baba might be due to somebody's evil eye. Next morning when he went to the masjid, Baba spoke to Sharma as follows. I suffered last night from a cough. It is due to some evil eye. I think that somebody's evil eye has worked on me and so I am suffering. In this case, Baba spoke out what was passing in Lakshmi Chan's mind. On seeing these potfuls, on seeing these proofs of Baba's omniscience and kindness to his bhaktas, he fell prostrate at Baba's feet and said, I am much blessed with your darshan. Ever be kind and merciful to me and protect me always. There is no other God to me in this world except you. Let my mind be ever wrapped in your bhajan and feet. Let, let your glance protect me from the miseries of the world and let me ever chant your name and be happy. After getting Baba's udi and blessings, he returned home with his friend, much pleased and contented, and was singing Baba's glory on the way. He remained a staunch devotee Baba afterwards and always sent garlands of flower, and flowers of flowers, camphor and dakshina with any person of his acquaintance bound for Shirdi. Burhanpur Lady. Now let us turn to another sparrow devotee. One lady in Burhanpur saw in her dream Sai Baba coming to her door begging Kichidi rice cooked with dal and salt for his for her meals on waking up she saw nobody at her door however she was pleased with the vision and told it to all including her husband he was employed in the postal department and when he was in the department and when he was transferred to akola both husband and wife who were devout persons decided to go to shirdi then on a suitable day they left for for shirdi after visiting gormati tith on the way they reached shirdi and stayed there for two months Every day, every day, uh, they went to the masjid, performed Baba's worship, and passed their time happily. The couple came to Shirdi to offer kichiri as Navidya, but for the first fourteen days, somehow or the other, it could not be offered. The lady did not like this delay or tardiness. Then, on the fifteenth day, she came to the, she came at noon to the masjid with her kichiri. There, she found that Baba, the Baba, and others were already sitting for meals, and that the curtain was down. Nobody dared enter when the curtain was down, but the lady could not wait. She lifted up the curtain and entered. Strange to say that Baba seemed that day hungry for kichari and wanted that thing first. And when the lady came with the dish, with, with the dish, Baba was delighted and began to eat morsel after morsel of kichari. 
On seeing the earnestness of Baba in this respect, everybody was wonderstruck, and those who heard the story of Kichiri were convinced about his extraordinary love for his devotees. 3. Megha Now, let us go to the third sparrow. Megha of, of Viram Gaon was a simple and illiterate Brahmin cook of, of Rao Bahadur H.V. Sate. He was a devotee of Shiva and always chanted the five-syllable mantra Namah Shivaya. He did not know the Sandhya nor its chief mantra, the Gayatri. Rahul Bahadur Sate was interested in him, taught him the Sandhya and the Gayatri. Sate told him that Sai Baba of Shirdi was the embodiment, embodied form of God Shiva and made him start for Shirdi. At the Broach railway station, he learned that Sai Baba was a Muslim and his simple and orthodox mind was much perturbed at the prospect of bowing down to a Muslim. And he prayed to his master not to send him there. His master, however, insisted on him going there and gave him a letter of introduction uh, to Satya's father-in-law, Ganesh Damodara, alias Dada Kelka. Uh, uh, alias Dada Kelka at Shirdi, to introduce him to Sai Baba. When he reached Shirdi and went to the masjid, Baba was very indignant and would not allow him to enter. Kick out the rascal, roared Baba. And then... And then said to Megha, you are a high caste Brahmin, I am a low caste Muslim, you will lose your caste by coming here, just get away. On hearing these words, Megha began to tremble. He was wondering as to how Baba had come to know what was passing in his mind. He stayed there for some days serving Baba in his own way, but was not convinced. Then he went home and then went, he, then he, then he went home and then to Triambak, Nashik district and stayed there for a year and a half. Then again, he returned to Shirdi. This time, at the intercession of Darakelka, he was allowed to enter the masjid and stay in Shirdi. Sai Baba's help, Sai Baba's help to Megha was not through any oral instruction. He worked on Megha internally, mentally, with the result that he was considerably changed and benefited. Then Megha began to look upon Sai Baba as an incarnation of Shiva. In order to worship Shiva, bell leaves are required, and Megha used to go miles and miles every day to bring them and worship his Shiva, Baba. His practice, was to, his practice was to worship all the deities in the village and then come to Shirdi, come to the masjid, and after saluting Baba, and after saluting Baba's gadi, Asan, he worshipped Baba, and after doing some service, shampooing his legs, drank the washings, did of Baba's feet. Once it so happened that he came to the masjid without worshipping Kandoba, as the door of the temple was closed, Baba did not accept his worship and sent him again, saying that the door was open then. Megha went and found the door open worshipped the deity and then returned to Baba as usual. Ganges bath. On one Makar Sankranti day, Megha wanted to besmear the body of Baba with sandal paste and bathe him with Ganges water. Baba was first unwilling to undergo this, but as he rep repented, uh, but as he repeated requests, he consented. Megha had to traverse a distance of eight gos going and returning to bring the sacred water from the Gormati River. He brought uh, the water made all preparations for the bath and at noon and asked Baba to get ready for the same. Then Baba asked again, Baba, then Baba asked again uh, to be spared from the bath, saying that as a fakir he had nothing to do with Ganges water. But Megha did not listen to him. He knew that Shiva was pleased with Abhishek, sacred bath, and on an auspicious day, on that auspicious day, Baba then consented and came down and sat on a wooden board and projecting his head said, O oh Megha, do at least this favour. The head is the most important organ of the body, so pour the water over that only. It is equivalent to the whole bath. All right, said Megha, and lifting the water pot, he began to pour it on the head. 
But by doing this, he was so much overwhelmed with love that he cried out, Hara Hara Ganga, how goddess Ganga, and emptied the pot, the whole pot, on over the whole body. He kept the pot aside and began to look at Baba. But to his surprise and amazement, he found that only Baba's head was drenched, while the body was quite dry. Tried it in Pindi. Mega worshipped the Baba at two places. In the masjid, he worshipped Baba in person. In the Wada, Baba, and in the Wada, Baba's big picture was given by Nana Saheb Chandorka. This he did for 12 months. Then, in order to appreciate his devotion and confirm his faith, Baba gave him a vision. One morning, when Mega was still lying down in his bed, with eyes closed but eternally awake, he saw clearly Baba's form. Baba, knowing him to be awake, threw Akshata rice grains marked with red kumkum and said, Mega, draw a trident and disappeared. Hearing Baba's words, he eagerly opened his eyes, saw uh, no Baba there, but only rice grains spread spread here and there. He then went to Baba, told him about the vision, and asked permission to draw the trident. Baba said, Did you not hear my words asking you to draw a trident? It was not a vision, but a direct order. My words are always pregnant with meaning and never hollow. Mecca said, I thought you woke me up, but all, I, all the doors were closed. So I was doubtful and thought it to be a vision. Baba rejoined, I require no door to enter. I have no form. I always live everywhere. As a wire puller, I carry on all the actions of a man who trusts me and emerges in me. Mega returned to the weather and drew a red trident on the wall near Baba's picture. The next day, a Ramdasi Bhakta came from Pune, saluted Baba and offered him a pindi, a phallic image of Shiva. At, his, at this time, Mega also turned up there. And Baba said to him, See, Shankar has come. Protect, worship him now. Mecha was uh, pleasantly surprised to see the Pindi. Also, in the Wada, Kakasaheb Dixit was standing with a, a towel on his head and after have taken taking a bath, was remembering Sai when he saw a Pindi before his mental vision. While he was wondering about this, Mecha came and showed him the Pindi presented to him by Baba. Dixit was happy to know that the Pindi exactly tallied with the one he had he saw a few minutes before in his vision. In a few days, after the drawing of the trident was complete, Baba installed the pindi near the big picture, which Megha was worshipping. The worship of the Shiva, the worship of Shiva was dear to Megha, and by the drawing of the trident and the installation of the pindi, Baba confirmed his faith therein. After continuous service of Baba for many years, doing regular worship and arati every noon and evening, Megha passed away in 1912. Then Baba passed his hands over his mortal remains and said. This was a true devotee of mine. Baba also ordered that, at his own expense, the funeral dinner should be given to the Brahmins, and his order was carried out by Kaka Saheb Dixit. Badas Rishai, peace be to all. Sri Satchitananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai.